0: Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Hey, Church, good evening. It's, um, it's a pleasure to, to be with you again, just to share the word of God just to bring encouragement. And I do believe that there's encouragement here from the scriptures for you. I've been praying. Um, I've been trusting. I've been drinking Red Bull. And I've been drinking Monster. And I've been drinking coffee. I'm ready to go if you are. So we we, we want to get into the scriptures tonight, church. I do believe that the Lord wants to speak. So, um, you know, let's just pray. And I'd like you, church, if you could, even in, even in the chat, why don't you just start lifting, just Just start to lift up what the Holy Ghost could do right now. Just start to lift it up. Because sometimes we can listen to preachers and we can think this is just a one-way street here. This is just a monologue. But no, God's people are coming together. God's people are joining in agreement with what the Word of God says. We're coming together to agree and to believe together that there's breakthrough, that there's freedom, that there's power in the name of Jesus. Can, can I? Can we hit pause? Is there power in the name of Jesus, church? Can we start the right way? If we're going to hear from God tonight, can we start by coming into his presence with the right name on our lips, with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord? Don't let things stay the same. In the name of Jesus, I want to be touched, Lord. I want to be blessed. I want to receive something, God. I want my family to be touched. I want my family to be blessed, Lord. I'm tired of listening to fear. I'm tired of listening to myself, Lord. And I'm praying tonight through the encouragement of the scriptures that things can change for your glory. Lord God, I really pray God energy for the rest of this thing. (laughs) You're so good. You're so kind and we are just here to hear from you. Holy Spirit, anoint the word. Bring truth as only you can. Let the people of God see God, see you, Father, the way you are. Once again, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Folks, today I'm going to speak to you on something that I think is so important and so timely for us. We're living in a culture now where there are so many voices. They're all speaking. They're all saying things. They're all giving a forecast, if you like, on what's going on in society. Everybody's talking and it is a culture now more than ever of communication and fear communication and fear. We're living in a, commu- in a, in, in a post-information age. We're living in, a, a, in, in the age of misinformation. I was quoting Denzel Washington the other day, the Right Honourable Denzel Washington. He said, if you listen to the news, you're misinformed, right? And if you don't, you're uninformed, so, lots of people right now, lots of us are sitting at home, we're in lockdown, we're on social media, we're reading, we're watching, we're posting, we're reading posts, we're listening to a lot of things. We're listening to, uh, I think now more than ever, a lot of voices that are propagating fear. So, I want to speak today. I feel the Holy Spirit has given me something from the word on responding to the voice of fear, responding to the voice of fear. And there are two people, there are two. Two, uh, I guess, uh, groups of people I want to speak to today. Two two groups. Uh, but, but I want to say two things at the beginning here, okay? Don't let the voice of fear cause you to abandon your faith at this time, okay? Don't let the voice of fear cause you to abandon your faith at this time. And then the uh, other group that I want to speak to now, who are, are people who I believe are just stuck in a place of personal failure. They're stuck in a place where they're looking at their lives and all they can see right now is, 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 are, are the bare foundations of their lives. And I just want to speak uh, this right now before we get into the text. Don't let personal failure cause you to abandon your hope. Folks, there's everything to play for. There's everything to play for right now. There's people out there, you're letting the voice of fear rob your faith rub your trust, rub your spiritual life, rub your spiritual uh, oomph, zest, Mojo, there's some of you here and you're, you're, you're dealing with failure. You're looking at personal failures and you're so stuck on them that you've lost a hope for the future. And God wants to speak to you today because it's time to stop listening to those voices. It's time to speak back to those voices. Do you know you have a voice in God? Do you know God has given you a voice? He's filled your mouth with his word. You can respond the voice of fear, you can respond to that voice that brings you back to that place of personal failure. Right now, I'm hoping, I'm trusting that as we get into the sermon, we're going to be able to identify and respond to the voice of fear. And we're going to be able to speak by the grace of God, learn to speak to ourselves in the place of failure. And there's two passages of scripture I want to look at. Uh, The first is out of the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 13 and then we're going to go uh, into the Old Testament to Zechariah chapter 4 Uh, maybe as you're turning to Luke chapter 13 uh, I I might share uh, something with you that happened to me this week Um, I uh, do a lot of night feeds I've got a, a son, a young son so I'm awake at night a lot uh, and I'm quite jittery. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but I woke up one morning to a phone call uh, this week from an old friend, and it really took me by surprise. Uh, I'm not going to name his name, but uh, he—he's really—he really went through a serious tragedy uh, recently. He really did. He rang me from the States. He was sitting in his um, uh, the, in his empty church sanctuary, and he called me uh, to reach out. We uh, we've been friends for years and years and years over a decade and he reached out to speak to me without getting too deep into the details of his tragedy um, his fiancee died in a car accident they went to view a a wedding venue together they agreed on the venue they went in separate cars to their homes Um, he got to his house a block from her home she was hit by a car that was hit by uh, another vehicle and she died at the scene when I heard it it broke my heart And folks, let's be real, we're in a season now where we're hearing more and more stories that are tragic, that are so difficult to comprehend, that are so difficult to understand. And I was speaking to this guy and and his faith inspired me. His words inspired me. But he said something to me that stuck out to me. He said, Patrick, I have had to gospel myself more over the last month than ever in my life. I've had to preach to myself more than ever. This thing is so big. This thing is so big. If I don't remind myself of who he is, what he's done, what he's made me, who I belong to, I'm not going to make it. Folks, we need to start to gospel ourselves again, because things are coming if they're not already in your life, and there are mountains we can't see we can't see beyond them. we can't see what's going on, we can't see it. And if we don't stop listening to those voices of fear that tell us it's over. Those voices of fear that tell us you're never going to get past this. You're never going to see another day. The best is yet to come. There's nothing left for you. Your life is a tragedy and it's going downhill from here. If we don't respond to those voices, if we don't begin to speak now, if we don't learn how to speak, if we don't learn how to preach truth to ourselves and to those voices, folks, So that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Listen to me. Listen to me. Please, Luke chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. And I want to look in the life of Jesus here. Luke chapter 13, chapter 13, 31 and 32. Jesus is finishing a long discourse dialogue and he is approached by some Pharisees. And this is, I'll pick it up in 31. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. Verse 32, he replied, go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. So here come these Pharisees, they come. Most commentators think that they were well-wishing. They were well-wishing. They wanted Jesus to know. They were genuinely concerned for his well-being. And they began to speak something to Jesus. They began to communicate something to him. And it, it was a reality. Herod Antipas, there at the time, had killed John already and wanted Jesus as well, wanted him off of the scene as well. So this was a reality. This was really something that was happening. But listen, uh, and, and I want you to try, and, to try and grasp this here. I want you to kind of see how this works. Sometimes people, although they're well-wishing, they can come into your life and they can share their concerns and communicate fear to you, Do you see what I'm saying? They're well-wishing people, they mean the best, but they came and they were more about what the enemy was doing. They were more about what, what was happening, what the enemy's intentions were, what the enemy's power was. How many people, are you? do you know people like that in your life? They come, they're well-wishing, they mean you no harm, yet they still only seem to communicate fear. They just speak out their fear. Man, there's more COVID cases now than ever. Listen, we want to be respectful. We want to treat this virus the way it should be treated. But Jesus is on the throne, not a virus. Jesus is on the throne. So we're going to step out in faith, kingdom minded. We're still going to be Christian people, godly people. We know who's on the throne. But those people who will come to you in life and they will speak, maybe out of the best of intentions, they will speak into your life. And all they had to say to Jesus was look at what the enemy is doing. Look at what the enemy is doing. And I love what Jesus said. I love what Jesus said. First of all, he identified the source of the fear behind the concern. He identified it. He said, look, you go tell that fox Herod, You might think you're coming with good intentions, but you're still speaking for Herod. You're speaking for him. And I want you to look at something here. And I think that this is really going to help you. It's going to help you. I feel like it's helped me. When you are faced, how do you know you're listening to threats and the voice of fear? Because the voice of fear will always amplify the authority of the enemy. The voice of fear will always amplify the authority of the enemy. That voice of fear comes and all it has to say is, look, Herod's power. Herod wants to touch you. Herod can get to you. Herod can derail the life of Christ in you. Herod can touch you. COVID, whatever, I keep talking about COVID. Maybe I'm speaking to somebody. Maybe somebody needs to get back to faith, stay responsible, but get back to faith. But this is what they're saying. They're saying something has something entered into your life that has the power to touch and to drive out whatever little bit of faith you have. And maybe I'm speaking to somebody tonight who's at a point now where they're facing something and they're saying, this is going to kill the life of God in me. It's going to kill the life of God in me. Something has entered into my life and it wants to claim me and I, I, just, I just don't know what to do. I just, it's threatening my faith. It's threatening my walk. It's threatening my life in God. The voice of fear will always magnify the power of the enemy. Are you listening to fear? How much time do you spend in your head every day? Do you spend a lot of time in your head in the future? I mean, you're like, loads of time up here. Do you spend a lot of time in your head in the future? Do you spend? Is your thought? Do your thoughts? Is the prefix in front of your thoughts? Thought pattern? What if? What if this gets me? What if this happens to me? What if this touches my life? What if? What if? What if? What is on the throne of your life in your, thought ma- in your thought patterns, in your thought scenarios? If anything other than Jesus Christ is on the throne in your, in your thinking, in those thought patterns and scenarios that you're going to, you might be listening to the voice of fear, worried. My kids, my kids are away from the Lord. My kids I'm here. We're in lockdown. They're in the same house as me, but they're, it's as if they're a million miles away. I felt closer to my children before the lockdown happened. They're so far away, Lord. What am I going to do? What if this is it? What if they never get come back to you, Lord? What if all of this stuff happens, Lord? What if, what if, what if, God, what if I don't get, what if, things don't break for me financially Lord what if things don't come back together Lord what if that relationship is irreconcilable God what if all these things are happening what if what if what if and the Holy Spirit would say to you it's time to stop listening to that voice stop listening to that voice you can speak to that voice you can respond to that voice what did Jesus say go tell that fox Herod. Most commentators think the reason that Jesus referred to Herod as a fox was because a fox was a cunning but weak leader. Cunning but weak as opposed to a lion. So in some commentaries that's what they think, that's why Jesus was calling him that. He's a fox because he's cunning but it's to shroud weakness. All the enemy has is his cunning. He'll lie to amplify his power, but he's a defeated enemy. He's got no power over your children. He's got no power over your future. He's got no power over your life. All he can do is threaten the life of God in you, but he can't derail the life of God in you. He can threaten the grace of God in you, but he can do nothing to upend it. Look what Jesus says. You're talking about Herod's power. Go tell that fox what I'm doing. Go tell that fox what I'm doing. Demons are being cast out today. Demons are being cast out today. And I'm healing today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I'll reach my goal. How do you respond? How do you speak back to the voice of fear in your life? Tell the voice of fear about what the work of God is, what Jesus is doing. Testify to the grace of God in your life. Speak it over yourself. Speak it over yourself. Speak to you. Speak it over yourself. Deliverance. Jesus is delivering. He's bringing salvation, freedom, liberty. This is yours in the gospel. This is yours. This is mine. These things aren't going to overcome me. I have power over the evil one. I've got power over all of these things. They're not going to claim me. They're not going to do that to my life. Jesus is in authority tell the enemy he can't stop anything that was Jesus' response you can't stop anything you can't stop what God is doing I am on a divine schedule I am on a divine I am working according to a divine plan and there is nothing the devil can do to stop it I will deliver I will bring freedom. I will bring healing. I will bring salvation. I will bring reconciliation. That relationship isn't out of reach. I can reconcile. I can build up again. I can restore. That's who I am. And on the third day, I will break the power of death. I will break the power of sin. I'll break the power of the grave. That tomb will be empty in your life. You will have resurrection power. Resurrection is ours in Christ. You can't stop what Christ is doing. You can't stop it. It's time to put Christ back on the throne of your crisis. It's time to say it again. Say it again. The devil people come their best intentions. It's time to get wise to how fear comes in and how fear enters in. But when it does, we respond to it in faith. Jesus is doing something different. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. It's a matter of authority. And my Bible tells me Jesus is on the throne. Psalm 29, 10 says that the Lord is enthroned above the flood, above the storm, above everything that we go through in life. Nothing sits on the throne. COVID isn't on the throne. The government isn't on the throne. Listen, if God started it, God will preserve it through a pandemic. If God birthed it, if God gave it to you, he'll preserve it and restore it and bring it back if he has to from the altar even in a pandemic. I hope so. Folks, things are going to plan. Things are going to plan. That's what Jesus was saying. Things are going to plan. They're going to plan. You go back and tell that fox, I see through it. You tell that problem that's claiming to have authority in your life. Everything's going to plan. Jesus is on the throne, and He will do what He will do, and there's no derailing it. That thing won't have the final say. I'd like to, I'd like to look now in Zechariah chapter four. It's um, actually it's it's the last time I was sharing. I was talking um, out of. Um, Uh, I think book of Haggai chapter 2 and I'm talking about that We're talking about the return of the exiles they'd returned from Babylon um, about 70 years Jeremiah prophesied that they'd be there for 70 years Uh, Nebuchadnezzar came to the gates of Babylon and roughly 587 BC took away uh, excuse me uh, Jerusalem took away uh, the children of uh, the (laughs) the The the, the the children of the children of God who lived in Jerusalem and Judea took them away to exile for 70 years, and the, God brings them out. The Medo-Persian Empire under under Cyrus, they're sent back to rebuild the wall and rebuild the temple. Okay, and. Uh, I want to look here in Zechariah chapter four. I want to look at a vision that the prophet Zechariah, so Zechariah and Haggai uh, prophesied together at that time. And the uh, exiles were led by uh, a priest called uh, Joshua and by a king from the line of David, called Zerubbabel okay and Joshua and Zerubbabel were both types of Christ Zerubbabel was a king from the line of David representing or a picture of the king the kingship of Jesus and then Joshua was a high priest representing that priesthood and so together they were pictures of Christ and there's a vision Zechariah has in Zechariah chapter 4 about the rebuilding of the temple they're at the foundation of the temple, the temple had been destroyed, burned uh, down to the foundations. By the Babylonians, the, uh, the 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 behavior of the kings at the time, the idolatry of the northern kingdom, God had, in his word, it said he'd wipe them away like a dish. And so they returned to this place, to this scene, where everything that God had, where the spiritual foundations of the life were, they came back to the foundations, if you like. They came back to that place to look really at what their behavior had done. Are you, do you see what I'm saying? What my be, look at what my behavior had done to my spiritual life, to the spiritual life of the nation. We'd wandered from God, wandered from his word and now the nation is, is in, in, fractured to say the least and the spiritual hub of the nation is down to a foundation. When the enemy comes to tell you your life has been stripped down to the foundations. That it's all over. That the mistakes you made have brought you to this place. I want to speak to you if that's you tonight. I want to speak to you if you're looking at the foundations of a spiritual life. If you're looking at what failure has done to your life. I'll tell you, it's the one thing about this lockdown. You, you have a lot of time to, to examine self unfortunately, you have a lot of time to live with yourself. You have a lot of time. There's not many distractions. And for some of us, we're really getting a cold, hard look at where we are spiritually. But I want to encourage you not to lose heart, not to lose faith right now. Uh, Let me just get into this passage here. I'll read it. Verse six of Zechariah uh, chapter four. So he said to me, "'This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, "'not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, "'says the Lord Almighty.'" What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone, the shouts of God blessed it. God blessed it. Other translations say grace to it, grace to it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who dares despise the day of small things? Since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hands of Zerubbabel. Amazing. Zachariah gets this vision, a fresh vision of a restored temple. And some of us listening tonight need a fresh vision of restoration in our lives. We need a fresh vision of what God would do in our lives. We need a fresh vision. We're dealing with failure. We're dealing with that voice in our lives. And it's time for us to begin to speak out of a fresh vision that God would give us by faith of what he's going to do to that temple in our lives. So let me just break this down here a little bit. Listen, when... The scriptures, God comes to Zerubbabel. Remember, he's a picture, he's a type of Jesus. And God comes to him and God brings us the first thing that I want to bring to you tonight. He says to Zerubbabel, if this temple is going to be rebuilt, it's not going to be in your own strength. You might be dealing with failure in your own life, but if things are going to change for you, if there's going to be restoration, you have got to speak that to yourself. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this in my own strength. I can't make this happen by myself. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by the spirit of God that this is going to happen. It's by the spirit of God that I'm going to see this take place in my life it's by the spirit of God and I was asking the Lord about this I I was saying Lord What does this mean in terms of restoration? What does this mean? And and the Lord kind of touched me, uh, spoke to me, and showed me this idea of wind, the wind of the spirit, that it's the wind, the spirit of God that comes into a life, that comes in to begin to rebuild what our failures and mistakes have destroyed. Okay? And I want you to think about this right now. I want you to think about this right now. That's the thing about wind. You can't see it. You can't understand it necessarily. And I really feel that this is for somebody tonight. We need to start to say yes to the winds of grace in our lives. We need to start to say, yes, Lord, it's not my strength. It's not my power, but I need to surrender to what your spirit is doing because your spirit is a, res- it's a restorative work. The Holy Spirit has come to build back up. The Holy Spirit has come to build up again. Lord, help me to say yes. And I feel in, I, there's so many different ways you could kind of go with this but I feel to talk about relationships in this area because a lot of us we looking at our lives and we're looking at broken relationships we're looking at brokenness and Lord spiritually I'm nowhere and relationships aren't what they were and I just believe for some of us we need to start to say yes and pick up the phone we need to start to say yes and call that person again we need to start to say yes and apologize and say, look, I was wrong. Look, I was wrong. I own it. It's me, but I'd rather lose my pride than lose this relationship. I'm saying yes to the Spirit of God. I'm saying yes to reconciliation. I'm saying yes, Lord, to what you would have me do. I'm saying yes. It's your Spirit that restores, Lord. And I believe that the Lord wants to put rest back in restoration for some of us wants to just do that, wants to bring us back to rest, I'm going to build it if you let me. I'm going to build it. I want you to surrender to what my spirit is doing. I'm going to bring opportunities for reconciliation, for restoration, and I want you to say yes. I want you to let go of your pride, let go of those things that would otherwise get in the way of restoration. And folks, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But the spirit of God is there to give more grace the spirit of God is there to give you the grace just agree, he'll give you the words he'll give you the tone he'll give you the heart he'll give you the compassion for restoration the spirit of God will equip you to, for restoration use you to reconcile and folks, verse 7 in this vision verse 7 Zerubbabel speaks to the mountain, he speaks to the mountain, and folks, it's time to speak again to our obstacle, it's time to speak, what do you say to your obstacle, he says, I can see through you, I can see through you, I can see the end, look at the passage, before Zerubbabel, the mountain will become a level ground, look at the passage, I see through you, I can see through you. I can see the end. I can see that my life, that my salvation is in the hands of another. That if I'm going to get to where I'm going to go, it's in the hands of another. I can see the end. Uh, to the mountain. say, you're in my way, but I can see the way maker. I can see him finish, finishing what he started. I can see the end from the beginning. And what I love about this passage is I can hear my testimony, Lord. For maybe for the first time, it's, it's time to look at beyond that foundation to what God would do if you'd say yes and trust him at this time. Yes, God, I'm going to agree with you that you're not done and it's not done. I'm going to agree, Lord, that you laid the foundation in my life and you're going to put the capstone, finish what you started. Philippians 1.6 says what? That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. And Lord, I'm standing on that truth, Lord, that you're going to bring to completion what you started in my life. I'm going to to believe you. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to speak that when I feel like my fears and my failures, God, are final and it's over for me. And I can hear my testimony, Lord. And this is what the scriptures said. It's what they said. You're going to sing at the end of it all, grace, grace to it that it was grace from beginning to end. Oh, Lord, it was grace from beginning to end. Lord, I can trust you to rebuild what I could never rebuild in my own strength. It was grace from beginning to end from beginning to end. Isn't that wonderful, child of God, that today we can look down in spite of where our life might be, in spite of what the foundations might look like, we can look down, we can look beyond the mountain and see the way-making God putting the capstone on our lives and we can hear our own cheers. It was grace all the way through. I'm not my own. I'm not someone we need to get back to that. I'm not my own, Lord. If I'm a mess... I'm your mess. Whatever way my life is, wherever I am, I am your workmanship. Whatever is going on, Lord, I have to believe that you're sovereign over it, that you're in authority over it, that I'm not the author of my own destruction. Rather, you're the author of my destiny. And I can trust you and believe that my life isn't going to end in ashes, in, a, in an unoccupied foundation of a temple, looking back on what was. Rather, I can look forward to what will be because you finish every work you start, Lord. You finish every work you start. There's not a child, there's not a work of God that draws, there's not a work of God walking around with no capstone, without the promise, without the assurance that God is going to finish the work and lay the capstone. I was never my own. Lord, you were bigger than my mistakes. You used them for your glory. My past and my future and my, my present all belong to you. Folks, and that's the power of knowing whose hands your future is in and speaking that to yourself. Some of us, we want to share to our neighbors. We want to share to the people around us. We need to start sharing to ourselves. We need to start to preach to ourselves. David did it in his life. I don't have time to go into it. He said, did it Psalm 42, Psalm 43, spoke to his own soul, spoke to himself, preached hope to himself. Everyone is a preacher. And everyone has an opportunity to preach, to, to, to influence themselves every day with the word of God. And the last thing I want to kind of look at here is this this last verse. Who dares despise the day of small things since the seven eyes of the Lord that rage, range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hands of Zerubbabel? You know, some of us, we've time stamped the word of God. We've timestamped the work of God. We're looking, we're, we're looking at, at, at the moment. We're looking at the way things are. And we're looking and we can't see that God is doing something new and fresh and greater by his spirit. We need a new vision for what God is gonna do with the temple of our lives. And I just wanna say you're not to despise the day of small beginnings. Don't timestamp, don't judge it now and miss what it will be. You might be stripped down to the foundation, but the foundation is still Christ. You might be stripped down to the foundation, but the foundation is still Jesus. When you think of a tree stump, think of a tree stump, and it's cut down and it's fell down, and I went. I was just praying. I was asking, Lord, how can I, how can I give a window to what I'm saying, to what you're saying, and just that image of a tree stump, and out of that stump, a small green sapling. We just think about that my life might be hewed down all the glory of that tree all all that was and yet there's a small green sapling coming up again I love Isaiah 11 verse 1 it describes Jesus in that exact way as a branch coming up out of a stump I love that Jesus is a branch coming up out of a stump. Jesus is the promise that there will be a tomorrow for the believer and there will be a finished temple that God will fill with his glory. God will fill your life with his glory. In Zechariah 6.12, I'm just going to end with this passage. Tell him, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Here is the man whose name is Branch, He will branch out from this place and build the temple of the Lord. The branch will build the temple. The branch will build the temple. I don't have to build my life. I don't have to build my life. I don't have to make my, I don't. It's by his spirit. Zerubbabel will lay the capstone. And that truth is what breaks through the mountains in our lives. It isn't over. It isn't over. But there's no use me telling you Tell yourself time to tell yourself let's pray Lord Lord Jesus I did what I could Lord with what you gave me Lord but I thank you that your spirit is greater than any one man and any one voice and Lord Jesus I just pray God now at this time before I Lord just uh, before we end the meeting Lord I just want to pray for those individuals Lord Lord, they're in that place now, Lord, and they're listening to fear. They're listening to the voice of fear. And maybe some, they're listening to the voice of failure. They're looking at their lives and they're judging their lives and they're missing the grace of God. I just pray, Lord, for them right now, that they would be encouraged and emboldened to begin to speak to that voice of fear, begin to speak to themselves again, begin to speak over themselves again, the truth of what you are doing in them, what you're doing, Lord, and there's nothing that can derail that. There's nothing that can overturn that, Lord. You will lay the capstone. God, Lord, I just pray for that, Lord. And Jesus, just before we end the service, Lord, I just pray, God, that you would bring grace and hope again to a people, to your people. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Church, I'm just going to hand over to Pastor Hamp now before we worship. Be blessed, be encouraged, stay connected to what God is doing in the life of the church. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us, info at or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.